Great. So we're doing a, a series on miracles, and uh, we're, we're really excited. We're seeing some good things happen, and we've got some great video stories coming to you soon. Uh, and so today we're going to push into something that's just very simple. So I'm not going to preach very long, but we're going to believe today for miracles. I do agree with Ravi. The Bible's incredibly practical. You know, people try and make it complicated. I've obviously been to Bible college. <laughs> it's so simple. This is how simple it is. In James chapter 5, it asks this question. Is any one of you in trouble? Pray. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty practical, isn't it? You know, we want to have 13 reasons for this or 24 formulas for this or, you know, the new series of the overcoming believer and demon-chasing, Bible-carrying, Christian tongue-speaking formula. Sometimes all we have to do is pray. James chapter 5. I mean, James is an incredibly practical book anyway. But this is what he says. Is any of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anybody happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is anybody happy here today? Oh, there's three of us happy. Is anybody happy today? Um, Is any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise him up. Hallelujah. If you sinned, he will be forgiven. Then confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man and woman is powerful and effective. We've got to learn to go to the doctor, Dr. Jesus, to be specific. God wants you to be whole. He wants me to be healthy. He wants us to be vessels that he can use for his service. So stop thinking that God doesn't want to heal you. In fact, we've already covered that base. It is God's will for us to be healed. The devil wants us to be dead, destroyed and disabled. But Papa God wants you well. Can you say amen? Amen. We looked last week that one of the keys is faith. And it's really exemplified by the lady who had the hemorrhage mentioned in Mark chapter 5 verse 27. Who, knowing that she was not acceptable to people, knew that she was acceptable to God. And had the faith, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. If I can but touch him. Why don't we say that? If I can but touch him. Let's say that all in one sentence. If I can but touch him. If I can but touch him. What do you have to do? All I have to do is touch Jesus. If I can but touch Jesus, I know that I will be made well. The only if is whether we can touch him. There's no if about you being well. The only if is if somehow we can touch Jesus. We know that his heart is towards us. We know that the price has been paid. We know that we will be well. It's the kind of faith that presses through the crowd. It's the kind of faith that doesn't worry about the talkers. It's the kind of faith that pushes past pride. It's the kind of faith that touches Jesus. 
And when you touch Jesus, faith moves you and faith moves God. Jesus was attracted to faith. He would walk through a hospital, like the Pool of Bethesda. We don't think it's a hospital, but he was walking through basically the modern day equivalent of a hospital and he saw someone who had faith. It stopped him in his tracks. And he went over and he healed that person because of faith. God is attracted to the look of faith. So friends, get ready for your breakthrough. Faith breaks down barriers. Faith moves mountains. Faith wins. Faith is now. Family of God, the healing was provided for us by the 39 stripes applied to his back, every one of them. The price he paid at Calvary is sufficient, more than sufficient for our healing spiritually and physical. In fact, on one occasion, four people broke open the roof and lowered down a man into Jesus' presence. I'd love us to have today the attitude of the four friends because the man in the stretcher had little faith or no faith but his friends had faith. They were prepared to create an atmosphere and a platform for the miraculous to occur. So we have a responsibility today. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you've got your iPhone. Maybe you're just doing your YouTubing, whatever it is, and stuff like that. But can I tell you, we have a responsibility to carry the stretcher of faith into the very presence of God. You know, it was a number of years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really... Can I just say something to you? Can I just stop preaching? I think one of the real challenges today are our mobile devices. Because what happens with a mobile device is that we never really fully connect to what's happening now. We're, we're, we're partially connected. The, the psychologist saying what's happening today is that young people actually don't have any more real-world experiences. She says, huh? what do you mean? Well, what they're doing is they're taking their world with them everywhere. Their little world of Facebook and friends and whatever. So when, when an older person sees a text message, I'm on the bus, we say, yeah. who cares? Don't we? If you're an older person, agree with me, don't you? A young person is actually just saying, this is where I am in the cyber world. And can I tell you one of the things that young people are going to have to learn to do is to put aside their iPhones and their iPads and have real world experiences and real God experiences. So I'm saying that to help you, not to be hard. Look, I love gadgets. Anybody knows me, I love gadgets. And if I'm, my phone's on in church, it's because I'm taking notes, looking at my Bible. I'm not tweeting or texting or whatever. So it's just a, just a little thing that might help you. Because just maybe today is the day that God has designed in eternity to reach down and touch your life forever. There are people in this church that will testify they came to a service like this some years ago, someplace else, someplace different, and then suddenly a word that was said changed their life forever. Is that true? Am I telling you the absolute truth? So why don't you tune in? Why don't you really be in? So anyway, that's, that's for free. No charge for that one. Okay. So faith's important, isn't it? Really important because faith mobilizes the heart of God. The healing has already been paid for both our spiritual and our physical uh, healing. And when that man was lowered down into the very presence, Jesus said, my son, your sins are forgiven. 
and all the religious people rent their garments and say, you're blasphemy, how can you do that sort of stuff? Then he said, which is harder to do? To heal the man who can't walk or to forgive his sin? They're in a dilemma now because only God can heal sins. But it's pretty hard to get people to walk. He says, so that you know that the Son of Man has power to do both. Rise up and walk. And the man got up and walked. Hallelujah. So God does amazing things. Healing has already been provided for us. It's ours. It's finished. It's paid in full. It's up to us to hold that hope, to reach out in faith in order to claim our healing. The amnesty is being declared, but will we reach for it? Psalm 118 verse 17 says this, that I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Healing Faith Club. Everybody wants to go to the fitness gyms these days and work out, walk out, worry out, whatever and stuff. And It's a booming business, the fitness thing. But I want to tell you about the Spiritual Fitness Club of Jesus Christ. Those who go there want to declare the wonderful works of the Lord. We have no power of our own, but we have privileges. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Do you believe Jesus tells the truth? He says, I tell you the truth. I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that he will do also and greater works than these will he do. Because I go to my father, ask whatever Whatever you ask for in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Greater works than this. I have no power. I'm a frail human being saved by grace. But I want to tell you, I have been given an incredible privilege. In the name of Jesus, I will do greater works than Jesus did. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not me, Jesus through me. Jesus through you. It's just not me I'm talking about. It's the greater works that the church of Jesus Christ has been asked to do that God the Father will be glorified in the Son. If I can but touch Him, I will be made whole. You might say, Pastor Mike, how can I touch Him? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says that we do not have a high priest that can't be touched. Hallelujah. There was a high priest many years ago that could go into the very presence of God once a year only by the shedding of blood and you could not touch him because the moment you touched him, he became unclean. But thank you, God, we have a high priest that can be touched today and we can, Jesus' heart can be moved today. He's not sitting in heaven bored looking at a chessboard. His eyes search the globe right now to see whose heart is towards him. And if you'll move your heart towards God today, if you'll lift up your heart in faith, if you'll allow your heart to cry out, God, Son of David, have mercy upon me. If you'll let your heart connect with God today, you will touch him and he will touch you. It will happen. The message says it this way. Lovely, simple message version. Are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? 
call for the church leaders together and pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the master. Believing prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. If you've messed up, you'll be forgiven and healed inside and out. Why oil? Today, um, I am going to anoint people with oil. It's a symbol of the presence of God. It's an ancient symbol. The um, anointing oil historically has come from olives, the great fruit of the ancient world, pressed down, crushed out of the crushing flows, the oil, often with perfumes. But why oil? Why does the gospel ask us in James to anoint with oil? Well, you see, it's a contact point. And faith is released at a point of contact somewhere. There is a timing for faith to be released. There's a trigger moment. And faith is always released by action. Faith is never released by someone just closing their eyes and holding their breath. And the action generally looks crazy to begin with. You know, standing in front of a Red Sea, the Egyptians behind you, and what do you do? Hit the water. That's stupid, isn't it? But the moment the staff hit the water, the miraculous happens. Faith is released by some form of a contact point. And oil serves as a point of contact, as a release, as a trigger. Friends, sometimes it's a word. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes it's an action. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes it's a touch. Sometimes it's a spit in your eye. I won't do that today, so you're safe. Okay. Sometimes it's bread in your hand. So today we will anoint with oil. Today we heal. Today we pray. Today we obey. Today we lay hands upon the sick. And so that's what we're going to do now. Please be stretch your barriers today. Don't tune out. Don't rush out to get first in the, in the line so you can get your chips and your coffee. Why don't you stay and build an atmosphere of faith as we invite people out today. And look, it's why it says a divine healing thing. You can come out for anything today. But I'm going to call for the pastors in the church today, Pastor Leonard, Pastor Carolyn, Pastor Ron, if he's here. And we're just going to pray for each person that needs healing. Uh, the way that we do it in this church is we like you to be seated. So we're going to have these chairs come out. If there's not enough and you just wait your turn for the chair to come out. The reason is that sometimes pastors push people over. Uh, if God pushes over, I don't mind about that. And he can push you over on a chair just as much as he can push you over standing. So we, we let God be God here. We don't want any tricks. We don't want any showmanship. I'm on display. But I want to, I want to believe today for miracles. I want to just stop the preaching and start the healing. Is that a good idea to do? So uh, we're going to invite the band up at this stage. And maybe you could just play some of those softer worship songs. And uh, I'll get Karen, if you could help me as well, to pray. And we are just going to anoint you in the name of Jesus. We're going to do what the Bible tells us to do.